0: Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast brought to you by Advisorpedia. In this series, we interview innovators from across the financial services industry to help you understand who they are, what they do, and why that matters to you and your clients.
1: Hi, it's Steve Gresham, and we are here on another podcast. And I've got my special guest, Phyllis Gresham, my mother. Uh, who is here. She is 89 years old. She lives in Fort Myers, Florida, used to live in Sanibel. And she and I have been having dialogue around the seven moments that matter, all part of the family conversation. So let's talk about something that I know is really tricky for advisors. They hear from a client that something has happened. And and it's it's a unexpected medical something or other. You know, there's been a you know, uh, we lived through it, a cancer diagnosis wow. with dad. There have been hundreds of, of friends of yours and some of mine uh, that have had something happen suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so talk about what uh, what's going through the head of the person where something has happened. Just think of some of the people where something has happened, even you.
0: I think that for, uh, in my own case, uh, it was... Uh, There were constant chronic health issues. Mm -hmm. You know, a chronic health issue is a day to day thing, and people manage. They adjust, they change their way of doing things. They don't, maybe the person with the illness stops driving, they need more assistance, but it's all manageable because it's kind of insidious in it kind of creeps up and you adjust as you go along. Then, boom, things change and something drastic happens. And then you say, no, I am i can't cope with this anymore. I really need some help. And so then, in my own case, um, we had to, uh, we went uh, to the Mayo Clinic and we found out that there we had no other there were no options uh except to accept the fact that this was uh and the process
1: would be inevitable and it would be all downhill right you're talking about uh, uh my father's dad's um diagnosis for pancreatic cancer Correct. which is a very difficult thing to diagnose yes. and, and
0: and his was complicated and he was a failure to thrive so it was there was no even consideration of any kind of major treatment given his age as well. Right. I mean, there are a lot of things that factor
1: into medical care. Sure. And he being a lifelong physician uh, would know all that. And they were able to talk to him as a peer. And Yes. Except that he also had other cognitive issues that uh,
0: waxed and waned. <laughs> and so then he had to, Uh, Fortunately, he could go directly from the Mayo Clinic into the long-term care facility, uh, and without passing go, uh, he was transported directly
1: there. Right. So you had invested in a continuous care retirement facility, correct? uh, In Fort Myers, off of the island of Sanibel, right? uh, Back on the mainland, there, even though only a few minutes away. And he was able to get a seat. And that's a concept that we talk about in the family conversation. You know, our friend Tom West who's uh, a terrific advisor outside of Washington, D.C., refers to it as the phenomenon of musical chairs. Exactly. And so when everybody has to sit down because the music right. stops, then what happens? Do you have a spot?
0: Right. Exactly. And he had a spot. Um, I'm not even going to go into the problems that... Long-term care has overall. This is a difficult uh, topic for a lot of people to even think about, and also the the other side of it is how well is it how well is it provided? Uh, not always as well as you would like, and so you really do need to be an advocate for a person and you need help with that uh, advocating for people in long-term care um, because it's uh,
1: and then for the care it, itself
0: for the care itself right. and and for the caregiver. I mean, it's a it's a, a slug
1: through there. Right. So you were in there every day. I was. Mm-hmm. So in addition to having the continuous care retirement facility and, and being in a nursing facility on top right. of that, inside of that program, you still had to be there to supervise the care.
0: I did. And to make sure that the needs were addressed in an appropriate fashion.
1: Do you find that the people that uh, in this facility, do you find that most of the residents have family checking in? I think that the sad thing in is that the number of people who
0: don't. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who say, oh well, I don't need to worry about that because she's in a care facility or he's in a care facility right. and they'll the take care of everything. Right, right. And they're all basically terrifically understaffed. And no, they can't. Right. And 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 there's a big gap between understanding that particular person because if they're elderly, and most of them are, um, they have varying degrees of comprehension, um, uh, ability to
1: walk, uh, you know, all kinds of physical abilities. Do you find when you talk to friends of yours that people have preparation for long term care? I mean, a continuous care retirement facility is basically a care annuity. Exactly. So that's why you did it because you know you didn't have the resources uh, otherwise. Um, Given your significant longevity, Mm eighty-nine, still going strong, Mm -hmm. so doing podcasts for financial (laughs) advisors—that's pretty good. So, uh, but do you find that people prepared? Do they have? I think they they basically have absolutely no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: So. I think they don't have any they don't have any understanding of how they what's their role there what, what are they going to do to help it? Right right Are they actually needed?
1: Yeah. so um, so when you think about some of the friends that you have and a lot of them have become widows since you've known them, are they aware of their care? I mean, in general, a comment you've made to me is that a number of them, a number of friends of yours, really didn't have much to do with the finances, even though you know correct. that's this is correct. Even though they were older. Right. And so where you would think it everyone's getting closer to a time when there's greater vulnerability, sometimes just to make good decisions financially. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people I've met
0: recently, since I've just I'm a new resident myself, truthfully. Of your of your facility. Of my facility. I've just barely been there six months. But I see people and I talk to people who are just say, "Oh, we were just lucky we fell into this, and we were able to get a place here." Or "We have been here a very long time, and we've seen this and we've seen that and and we
1: just adjust to it because that's our option. Interesting. okay. So um, so when you think of that, and you think of people who, by comparison, don't have the preparation, Are there examples that you can provide? Because one of the things that really helps financial advisors is to tell the story of somebody else. And as they tell that person's story, it becomes more real for the people who haven't gone through that same situation yet.
0: Well, I think that for almost everyone, the time to think about what is when you, when you first retire. You know, it all seems like it's going to be just one big picnic uh, and you're going event- to be able to do everything forever. Well, of course, if you stopped and truthfully looked at it, you'd know that that just is not a- going to happen.
1: Yeah. But well, when you started yours, you were pretty go-go.
0: Yeah, I was. And probably until I was probably 85. Wow. I could do a lot of things. Sure. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't. Right. And, and then, but how sad to get to that point and not have planned in advance for, okay, one day you can do something. The next day, you fall down, you have a stroke, you uh, develop a, an incurable disease, you need all kinds of medical care Uh And
1: it can happen that way. Sure. And you, uh, (laughs) if I recall, being as active a landscaper, you know, someone said, oh, you mean a gardener? I said, oh, no, no, she's a landscaper. She's out there. I remember pulling up one day and you had uh, your telescoping pole saw and you were sawing off palm (laughs) fronds off of one of your palm trees.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I remember seeing the blood running down the side of your face because one of them hit you on the way down. Probably yeah. So, but then you did have a pretty scary thing where you were impaled by a uh, by a branch when you were working. Well, there. I did have two instances
0: where I had wood removed from my leg <laughs> that I <I'd> run into <laughs> while <laughs> I
1: was. This is not a to do. No, you know, this is no, not a how to uh, uh, no, video. I but think right. They,
0: I mean, I got it out pretty easily. Yeah. just just one. I had
1: to have a little surgery. But, but it, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So, but your your point, the point that you're making is that stuff starts to happen to people. And it that's, does. That's those moments. maybe you
0: don't see as well. Oh, I don't really need my glasses. Oh, gosh, I forgot my gloves, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, you know, there uh, people do this all the time. The problem is if you're, well, I mean, anybody could fall off the ladder, too. And mm-hmm. that would be curtains. Sure. But, uh, I think that uh, you do. De- there, I'm very convinced that people, a lot of people, just don't think what could happen. I mean, I see have friends now. They're just they're traveling the world. They're well. One of them we used to bike all over the world, actually, in different places. And she has lung cancer. She just found out. She had a little cough. She coughs. How old is she? She's probably 72.
1: Okay, so that's young.
0: That is. It's very young. So she's now facing who knows exactly what, because they haven't gone in to remove any of this yet. So what does she Mm
1: -hmm. talk about when she talks to you about that situation?
0: That she's just going to take it one step at a time. Now she does have a big house, but she also has an apartment because she's a snowbird. And she has children who, one of whom makes a lot of pronouncements, most of which she doesn't listen to. And then she has two daughters who are much more understanding and uh, patient. And she has a cottage too, uh, but that's a family cottage, and so I think that she'll—I think she'll make good decisions. I do. Um, and this was a whammy, however, sure. and I think for a lot of people that's how things happen. Right. One day they're fine, and the next day. Oh my goodness! Uh-huh.
1: Well, that's why we, we say it's a an you know it's an unexpected family yes. health event. Right. But again, financial advisors see so many people. They they work with you know across the families. Sometimes hundreds of people, and so none of this really is a surprise to them because they right. look exactly. at, it at the scale exactly. But if someone were
0: saying to them, to the to the clients. Uh, okay, now you're, you're set with the way you have your finances now. What would happen if, ha- have you thought about, and I would be willing to guarantee that probably 95% of the people would say, well, you know what? I haven't, I haven't thought about. 95%. That's what I'm thinking. The more I talk to people that are in this retirement community, and many of them in the in the complex that I'm in, um, have been there a long time. Uh, some of them are single men because they decided they needed, they didn't want, they couldn't cope anymore at home in a house by themselves, and then the women. Well, somehow or other, they managed to get there and decided, because I do think there are a lot of professional women who have, as part of their perhaps um, professions, learned that, oh, you know, maybe I better do some planning. Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's true of everybody. I really don't.
1: Right. It seems to actually for you, your experiences, that's the exception. Uh, I want to go back to the men for a second, because, (laughs) uh, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about in the family conversation is that it's just a statistical reality that, that women outlive men on average. This is true. Not by a little, but by a lot. Yeah. And by a number of years. Right. So, uh, so, Dad passed away in t- early in 2016. Correct. So, you've been in this phase right. for you know almost seven, actually now seven years. Right. And so that's. But I did all the things beforehand, anyway. Too. Well, that's where lot, I, most of them. Oh, I'm, I'm. Yes, I'm well aware of that. So the. Uh, so, but. Um, so what you're saying is, if let's say those roles had been reversed, mm-hmm. if he were left without you, could he have? lived no, alone. He would, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not for a second. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and so you're maybe saying, a day. <laughs> great. Um Because you left them that long, super. Well, that was
0: the things left (laughs) in the refrigerator.
1: (laughs) Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, ran out of food. Yeah, yeah, up goes the white flag. All right. So, uh, so you're saying that in your uh, retirement community, which is a again, it's a continuous care retirement facility, uh, there are men that have moved in because they just can't. They can't manage.
0: I think a lot of them have gone into assisted living because that means they can still keep their cars. But everything else is taken care of. All of their meals are there if they want them. And I was just just learned about someone who was uh, the, or uh, teaching uh, a watercolor class and was actually responsible for the program at this particular facility. And um, he can just comes and goes as he wishes. But he doesn't have to take care of anything to do with his apartment. That's all. Uh, accounted for. And, um, you know, he has cleaning and um, bed changing and all those things. And then he can just pick, get his meals, go to the dining room, get a meal.
1: So he's not significantly mentally or no, physically impaired. <laughs>
0: he still keeps his car there. And it's really like a glorified hotel.
1: <laughs> and that actually, uh, though, gives him the, each of them gives them that backstop of long-term care because in the continuous care facility, right, they'll never have to leave.
0: No, he won't have to leave. And how nice is that?
1: And there you have it, an unexpected health event from someone who has experienced it firsthand. So mom, I want to thank you for your candor and for sharing that story with everybody. So once again, Steve Gresham with my special guest, Phyllis Gresham, And we're talking the family conversation.
0: This has been a special guest edition of the Power Your Advice podcast. Please visit us at advisorpedia.com and follow us for timely updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook with the handle at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Julia Smolin, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, we thank you for listening.